This is the Voices of Misery podcast. This show isn't for the easily offended. So PC Police on Patrol, stand by. You've been warned. Now let's join the nerd and nerdette with another podcast for that ass. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Voices of Misery podcast. This is our first podcast of the year, and who better to have on the show to kick off the new year than our most popular, most requested guest of all time. The numbers for this episode, may I just say, when I put this one out, were just skyrocketing. It just kept going up and keep going up, so it's just a real testament to this woman. And you already heard her voice in the background. Uh, she <laughs> is amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, let's just not even beat her on the bush. The greatest of all time, Miss Ava Devine. Hello, Ava. Happy New Year to you. Hello. Hello. Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you so much. What a great intro. I got goosebumps. <laughs> and, and, and also my nipples got hard. Ugh, oh, boy. Ava. <laughs> We're off to a great start already, baby. We're off to a great start already. Yes, we are now. So aroused. Hey, let me ask you a question, Eva. How how was your Christmas? My Christmas was very quiet. It was really nice. Um, I had some friends come over before Christmas for a little pre-Christmas party. And then we played um, Cards Against Humanity, which is such a corny but fun game because it's like it has it's like the, the jokes are like a 13 year old pubescent boy and that's like right up my alley because that's where I go so we had a we had a great time so my my Christmas was back to your question my Christmas was very quiet and it was really chill and I stayed in and it was really nice did Santa Claus bring you everything you were asking for this year because I know you've been a good girl I'm sure I've been on the naughty list which makes me the best girl ever so I got great great presents and I'm just so grateful for all my fans who spoiled me and loved on me and supported me throughout the years. So I am so grateful. I had a really great Christmas. Well, uh, well, how was your, your New Year's? Because right now we're on January 2nd, and I appreciate you being on the show because the 2nd is normally the day that people are still nursing their hangovers. So I'm glad you were okay and you made it out fine. Yes. Well, as you know, I'm breaking my anonymity, but I'm very sober so I, I just drink water and coffee and tea. So that's what I had all. And I was in bed by 930. I hate to say this, but yeah, I celebrated with my girlfriend and, and we were in bed by 930. <laughs> now, now, that's really cool. Uh, you know, you, you go to bed early because we, we were in bed, I think, by like nine. So you actually stayed up a little bit longer than us. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched. I didn't even see the East Coast ball go down. I just, I was just like so tired. I was worn out. I was just, you know, chilling and really enjoying the New Year's Eve that it was so quiet. The fireworks were going off at midnight in Vegas. And I heard that, but I still went back to bed. There's something really overrated about watching that ball drop. I mean, it's the same thing every year. Why do you have to stay up? It's just become part of like this tradition that we just can't break. It, It just doesn't matter. I've never saw the point of it. Well, I'm all for traditions, believe it or not. I'm not a traditional kind of gal, but there are some traditions that I I love. And watching the New Year's ball go down, I think it's I love it. I I just I'm just not into it. You know, I love it for other people because it's it's really it's something special, you know. And it's like people they feel that that's the end of the year and they get to start all over and make New Year's resolutions and. And have so much to look forward to. So if, if that's what it takes, then I'm all for the ball dropping and people watching. Did you make any New Year's resolutions? Um, I did. My New Year's resolution is to fuck harder, uh, get more rest, fuck harder, get more rest, and um, be kinder. That was one of mine, was to be kinder. I don't think my, my body's capable of fucking harder. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait, rewind. You are too kind. How could you be kinder? I mean, I guess, like, it takes to know me a little bit longer than, like, the time that we've had on the show. But, I mean, like, I feel like I've personally done a terrible job of being a good person. So I'm trying to be better. 
No, baby. But I hear what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like I could be, and say, instead of getting so agitated, I can pause before I get really agitated. You know, like that's, that's my, that's my new year's resolution to pause when agitated. Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a good one for everyone in America and just society in general is to just take a deep breath. Yes, exactly. Cause I can, I can get bitch mode real quick. A lot of people can, but a lot of people don't have that filter. So maybe I'm going to yeah. add to mine and have a filter. I like it. I so, like it. There you go. So Ava Devine and the nerd here are going to be better people for 2020. So we're going to check back in a year and see how we actually made out. That's a deal. That's a date. I'm putting that in my calendar for next year. We're going to have another interview and we're going to see how our year went, how 2020 went and if we were kind. Oh, well, you know what? I'll, I'll probably fail. I don't think I've ever had a New Year's resolution I've actually stuck with. But this one, I'm kind of determined because I do want to become a better person. As you start getting older in life, you you, you reflect. Totally. Know? And and it's like, to be honest, I think you got to waste more energy being negative than it is to be nice. You know, there's something to that. Isn't there like an urban legend? I don't know if it's true or not, where they said it takes like 10 times the muscles to frown than it does to smile. Oh, Yeah. I believe that. I totally believe that. And and I guess you have to focus more of yourself to like expungiate, if that's the right word, you know, rage and anger than it does. Just just say something nice to someone. And that's what we should do. Say something nice. Totally true. Totally true. I'm I'm all for that. Or like, or suck a dick instead of being so grouchy, you know, it's like put your energy towards something fun. Exactly. That benefits someone else too. So you're doing something nice for someone else. I'm down with that. Like that. <laughs> I that love swallow that rather than spit. Yeah. Now, now, you know, I'm I'm, I'm glad you're jumping right into that because that's one of my questions for you here. And um, the reason why I I, I wanted you back on because we had such a good time. We actually went over our time last time because we're having yeah. such a good time. We- did. We had so much fun and we're going to have more fun today. Oh, for sure. But like, there's some things that I had because like, I'd like to keep notes and, and I didn't even yeah. get the half of the things I wanted to talk to you about. But that was one of the things I, I wanted to ask you was as far as like the whole um, swallowing and spitting thing. Is that something that's like required in adult scenes, like the, the, the swallow sometimes? And um, sometimes it's required for a swallow, but sometimes they want a facial or they want you to spit it out to show that the guy ejaculated because, you know, um, you can say, oh, yeah, I swallowed it and, you know, he didn't pop. But they want sometimes because the, the, the money scene is the pop scene, you know, so they want the pop shot. So they want to see that come. So sometimes you got to regurgitate it back up and be like, look and play with it and then swallow it back. I always found that kind of weird that that is the moment where like the climax is like where, where, where people care the most to see that scene. Because for me, it's all about the action and just like seeing people do their thing. Not really about seeing some dude like, you know, blow his load. I, I, I never, I guess, understood that. And I wanted to ask you, like, when did that become a thing in adult films? The, the money shot. Oh, God, I think it's always been around because um, I remember when I first started uh, porn, which was in 2003, um, there was all talk like, you know, when we took um, Pretty Girls, Pretty Girls is pictures, uh, you know, pick teaser pictures and hardcore pictures. When we took the pictures, we would have to put lube or, or some type of stuff that looked like jizz and then we'd have to take pictures of that. So that was, that was like the very important picture or we would wait to do it. We'd take pictures while this, after the scene went and we couldn't wipe up the cum and we'd have to, you know, stay there and, and the, and the cameraman would snap a million pictures of the pop shot. So it's been around for a minute. I just wonder when that started, like who was the first person in porn that was like, you know what, I'm going to shoot it in your face, you know, and then it just became a, a reoccurring theme where it happens in almost every film where the girl gets down immediately. And I've never done that in my personal life. My wife would punch me in the face if I ever tried that with her. <laughs> love her. Love her. No offense, but love your wife. Oh, everyone loves her. I get it. No, I don't know. I, I who who was the one that squirted gallons? Uh, what was the porn guy's name? Peter North. Uh, yes, 
Peter North. So how long has he been around? Because like he he made it like unbelievably famous. And he's getting older, and he's still, I mean, like, and he's been in porn for, it feels like forever, and, and, yeah. and he was still blowing those, like, massive loads. Like, what do they do? They eat, like, vegetables? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't come for, like, quite a few days or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, he's, like, minor pitiful compared to that. It, like, it, it's like a, it's, 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 a, it's like a drop. Oh, I hear you. My little squirts when I squirt when my pussy squirts, it's like little bit. I'm like no gusher, like waterfalls, like sativa or or is that no not not cytheria. Yep, that's it. Yeah, she was amazing. She squirts gallons where I jumped, and they were like, "Don't block the cum she the cum shot." Cause I ju- like, she like squirt, like gushed in my face. And I just, I, it was my natural reaction to throw my hands up in the air. And they were like, no. <laughs> Do I let it hit you? It's like, you know what the fuck this is? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I was like all for it, but I, it just shocked me. Cause it was just gallons. And I was like, damn, how I mean, did that happen? Like, I guess it's kind of like a badge of honor if you can make someone achieve that level of satisfaction where it feels oh, good. Totally. You know, my first lesbian uh, inter- interaction, my first lesbian uh, experience, I was with this hot Latin and Irish girl. I met her at this gay club because I loved going to the gay bars. I was like 18 or no, I was seven, 17 maybe. But um we got together, and I remember I was eating her pussy, fingering her ass, doing all these things, and she's like, you're so wild. And then she's like, but I'll teach you how to make a girl come quicker next time. Because I was there doing it forever. I was down there eating that pussy for an hour. Holy shit. Yeah. It was, I was like, because that was my first time I really dug in and ate some pussy. So what was so what was the secret? Because there's a thousands of men out there right now. They're like, please, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you please a woman? Like, what's the secret? Well, for me, see, she never, we never hooked up again, so I, I never really found out. But what I've learned for my body, because I can only speak from my experience and my body, um, I love they manipulate my clit when they work my clit with their tongue, with their lips when they're sucking it, you know, because it's like. Um, to me, I feel like my clit is kind of like a dick and like a, the head is sensitive, you know, and <laughs> when you're sucking on a head and you're sucking on the shaft and you're eating and just sucking it all over, that feels good and that's pleasurable. So that's how I work my clit. It's like I want a man to suck it, lick it, lick my whole cunt, my whole hole, my asshole, everything. Just make out with my pussy and my clit. Well, that makes a lot of sense because, like, if you've seen pictures, they've got like the female bodybuilder type in, yeah. in in porn, and it looks like a miniature penis. Yes. Oh, I love those. Yeah, because it's easy. It's it, it's oh, like you really don't have to search hard for it. Yeah, exactly, the nerd. You got it. It's like right in your face. Like, bam! Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what? Sarah J taught me how to eat pussy really well. I love her. She's the yeah, best. She's the fucking best. Yeah, she taught me. She, because like we would be together all the time, and she's like, you know, and I'm like, girl, because like ever since I was 17, I, I had a complex about eating pussy because that girl told me I, she's going to teach me how to eat it quicker, how to make yeah. a, com- a lady, you know, how, how to make a woman come quicker. And um, Sarah showed me the ropes. She was like, she's like, you're getting so good. And like, I would practice on her. Now, now, is it generally the same for every woman? Because I know, like, just like I said, everyone's body's different. But is there like a general technique that people can learn that they can just use like their reliable go-to moves? Or is it literally everyone is different? And what worked for most won't work for all? Yeah, the nerd, I think that's a good question. But I think, I think that answer for me would have to be that everybody's different. My, my one girl likes to get fisted while she's getting her pussy eaten in her vagina. Some people I like having my ass played with while I'm getting my pussy licked. I love, I feel, you know, like what Sarah taught me is I make out with the pussy, like I'm making out with the face or the way I suck a dick. 
Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, sloppy, wet, kissing, sucking, licking, no, no heart, no teeth, no harshness, no roughness. You know, it's like a delicate orifice. So I, I try and treat it like a mouth or a dick, you know? Oh, no, that makes plenty of sense. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question real quick, because like this is something that I didn't get to ask you last time, but I'm very, very curious about it. Now, we're talking about giving people pleasure, but when you're doing a scene with somebody, do you necessarily, and I, and, and I don't know if this is the right word, but do you care about their pleasure, or is it even about that, or is it just about making the scene look as good and realistic as possible and kind of throwing pleasure out the window? Well, to be honest, it's 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 always pleasurable because you're you want that chemistry with your talent. But the point is, the problem is, is you can't have too much pleasure doing the scene because you have to open up for the camera. So you want the chemistry to be there, but you want the angles to be there for the camera. So when a guy's tip fucking you to the side to the left and he's opening up moving one hand and he can't really drill it in because the camera angle you know he doesn't want to block the camera then it's like you know or you got to open up for the camera with spreading your butt cheek while you're getting your ass fucked and you're like you really want to like let it go and just grind back on his dick but you got to like open up for the camera so it's you want the chemistry there definitely you want the pleasure to be there when the camera's not shooting I personally personally like to continue fucking and fluffing and kissing and doing everything to keep the chemistry and the momentum going. That's very interesting. Cause that's something I, I think a lot of people wonder about is like, do they actually care about each other's pleasure? Or is it all about just making the best camera angles and making it look, you know, somewhat realistic. So that's well, a great answer. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone's different. Some girls don't like when the camera's off, they don't like to continue fucking or playing or anything like that. I love it because I am so into it and I'm so into my partner that I like continuing even while the camera's not rolling because, you know, we're human and we need to be, I need to be stimulated at all times. I can't speak for others. So I'm just going to speak in my eye terms. I like to be stimulated always and I feel like if you stop, take a break, you kind of lose that momentum and you lose that, that, you know, that, uh, animalistic, like rawness, you know, it's yeah. like, you gotta, and, and I don't want to be robotic. I don't want to be, uh, cold or, or off. I want, I want to be into it and intimate and sexual and animalistic and, and vivacious, you know, that's so I like to continue even when the camera's not rolling. Well, that definitely shows through in every single scene that you've ever done. And okay. especially like one of the most vocal performers and, and active. So you do a great job at just making it look good. Good. Well, thank you. You know what? And people will ask me, what's your favorite scene or who's your favorite porn star to work with? And I always say I don't have a favorite scene. I don't watch my scenes either. Um, I, I don't have a favorite scene because I just love every, every scene has something different to bring to the table. So everything is so special, you know, like yeah. and different, you know, so everything's so unique. So it's like, how do I say, which is my favorite, you know, and I don't watch myself because then I'll start criticizing myself and then I'll mind fuck it. And then when I'm working I'll when I'm doing a scene, I'll be like, Oh no, don't do this. And then I'll be quiet and I'll be weird, you know, and I won't be me. So I'd rather not watch anything I do and just let it roll. I get that because I don't listen back to podcast episodes that I've done. Right. The nerd. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want, cause then doesn't it fuck with your head? It does. Cause you're constantly criticizing and you're judging and it makes you more uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Now, how now? How do you prep for your scenes? Because like you are always like a hundred and ten percent in. Like you are ready to go and just make every scene better just by your performance alone. How do you prep for a scene? Um. Honestly, I don't prep. Like I don't even. All I do when I had an agent, I said, "Am I getting fucked in the ass? What time do I have to be there?" And what do I need to bring? Like what clothes and, and is there a makeup artist on set? I don't care who, who's the talent. I don't care what's the story going to be about. What's the 
the porn going to be about. I just need the location, the uh, time I got to show up, and if the, what I need to bring, and if I'm getting fucked in the ass. Yeah, because there's certain preparations, I, I guess, you have yeah. to take place for that, I oh, understand. Oh, God. You know what? And even when I don't get fucked in the ass, I'll prepare because I want them to slip it in my ass somehow. <laughs> yeah. I'm nuts. I'll, I'll turn a vag scene into an anal scene. And I'm like, you don't even have to pay me extra because I wanted to get fucked in the ass. That's incredible because you were so good at this. And I said this last time, you need to do your own podcast because you were very good at segueing and the things that I'm going to ask you, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know what, Bernard? Let me, let's be honest. We have great chemistry. You know, it's you off me, I feed off you. We, we just go back and forth like a tennis match, you know? It's like, <laughs> you know, love, hit, one, two, whatever, you know? It's like it's we have so that great chemistry. Yeah, it's so easy. And you kind of led me into what I was going to ask you next was, um, so like, let's just say hypothetically, like the nerd and Ava Devine are filming a scene, right? Do we yeah. sit beforehand and I'm like, hey, Ava, we're going to do missionary and then doggy and then I'm done. Is there any ad-libbing involved in this or there, who makes those decisions? There is. Sometimes the uh, director will say, you know, okay, so I want you guys to do reverse cowgirl. I want you guys to do missionary. I want you guys to do, you know, doggy because he kind of has an idea of what he wants in his film, you know, because sometimes it's showcasing the tits. So we got to do everything, every position to showcase the tits. Like if it's a tit movie or if it's an ass movie, we got to do everything to showcase the ass. And, you know, so, so it, it's kind of pre-planned, but some, sometimes you'll, I'll be in a scene and the talent and I will just go at it. And, and the talent is so good. The male talent, I feel like they don't get enough credit for what they do because they are just, they are like magicians. They just make the scene so wonderful. And they'll just like throw you in these positions and fuck for the camera. And they know exactly how to do it and how to get it. And they're just amazing. And they got a really hard job. I mean, like staying hard. My hat's off to every male fucking talent because, like, that when people are like, oh, Ava, that scene was great. I was like, no, you need to tell whoever I was, Manuel Ferrara or whoever I was with, Chris Charming or Christian Triple X, that he, it, it was them, you know, it wasn't me. I'm like, their big ass dicks and their fucking stud ways did it, did the show, did the movie. Christian Christian Triple X is he the is is he like the bald headed guy like the like the yes. oh, okay crossover he's great I love him now let me ask you a really different yeah. kind of question here okay because because yeah. Christian is, is is a guy like 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 I've seen a, like a lot of his stuff because like like I said like I just watch a lot of porn yeah um so this guy he does a lot of different things he he. Dates like transsexuals in certain movies, and and he's a straight gay. He does all sorts of different things. Totally. Have you? I'm I'm sorry. What was that? I said totally. I'm all. Yeah. But go on. What were you gonna say? Have I what? Oh no! Like there's there's nothing wrong with that. But like you've done a lot of different types of, of porn, different genres. You know, like midgets uh, yeah. or dwarves or whatever uh, transsexuals. Yeah. Have have you faced backlash from fans that don't want you to do certain things that, you know, like certain fans that think that they can dictate your career only want you to do certain things. And when they see you doing it, they get vocal. Like, have you dealt with crazy fans like that in the past? Um, thankfully, no, thankfully not. Because when I came, when I got into porn, I came out of the gates, gates swinging. I was like, give me IR interracial, give me transsexuals. Give me gangbangs, give me uh, little people, give me old people, give me young people, whatever, whatever you got for me, throw it my way because I am game. So my fans, thank God, have been so supportive and so loving. And they, they may say, you know, what, that's not my thing. The transsexual thing is not my thing. But but I love that you do it, you know, or, or I love that you're in it. Because I'm so diverse and I'm so open-minded and I'm so sexually expressive and uh, exploring that I think that that's like um, a turn on, you know, not necessarily the act, more of the sexual expression. 
And I think that's where you do your fans a great service because like you do everything like you and and, and I'm going to compare you to like a mainstream actor. OK, so let's say like Robert Downey Jr., right? Yeah. He's an actor who who did Iron Man. Oh, I like seeing him in superhero movies. I wish he would do a drama and he does a drama. Yeah. But like, let's say he doesn't want to do a horror movie. You're like, man, he's my favorite actor. I wish he would do a horror movie. You do it all. Yeah. And that's that's what I love. But you know what? I set myself up for that the minute I got into porn. Because, you know, um, there's a yes and no list and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. You know, and, and I think that's very fair. And I think it's really important to ask the talent what they're comfortable with and what they're not. And on my list, I kid you not, everything was yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And people would be like impressed because they'd be like, wow, you do that? You do this? You do that? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, and, and it's not because like, um, I don't know. It's not, there's not any negative reasons it's because I love sex. And I've heard the term pansexual, like anything goes. Yeah. Yep. I've heard um, that. Yeah, and, and I, I like that because it's like, how can how can sex be ugly? How can sex be wrong? How can sex be, like, disgusting? It's like, no, it's beautiful. That's why I love sleeping with, having sex with all types of people, all sorts of bodies, all sorts of dick sizes, all sorts of appearances, all sorts of ages. I just love that because it's like, to me, that is sexy. And I agree with you there because I, I, I don't think anything is wrong with sex. I mean, like, I just think that some people put a certain stigma on it where if it's not the way that they personally like it, they're going to judge others based off of what they like. Like, oh, she likes this. She's a slut. No, she's yeah. not a slut. She just likes this yeah. version of sex. Yeah. Or that's disgusting. Or she's she's nasty because she likes this or or she's sick because this, you know, it's like, who are you to judge? How dare you? You know? Yeah, there's nothing worse than judgmental people. But I did <laughs> want to ask you something else, too. Tell me. Because you came out swinging, just like you said. Yeah. Now, there's certain actresses, and I guess this is part of a like a two-part question here. Because there's a really famous actress out there who, I guess, like, hasn't done interracial and I don't know if that's a requirement in porn or like maybe like the fans expect that of them. And she's very famous, big time porn star. And she just hasn't done it. And I guess from what I've read on certain forums, like people are saying that it hurts the value of the star. Do you think it hurt you by doing too much and maybe like not holding on to certain things for the future? So maybe you can demand more money later. Um, that may be a good strat strategy, but that's not my style. Cause you know what, when, the, when it all comes down to it, for me, porn's art, like porn's mm -hmm. uh, the way I sexually express myself and it's, I'm not there for the monetary gain, you know, don't get me, don't get me wrong. When I started, when I was, you know, when I started doing porn, I did it to, for, to make myself more valuable in the game. You know what I'm talking about in the oh, yeah. In, you know, in the, I, I don't want to say, you know, stuff, not too much stuff, but I, it made myself more valuable at, in the adult entertainment. No, so, that makes plenty of sense. Yeah. So I did it for that reason, but I, I don't do it for, to, for strategy, like, oh, I'm going to make more money for me. But some people do. Some people say, I want to save anal because I want to make a big get a big dollar amount for it or or i want to save anal because i just feel like saving it you know or i don't want to do interracial because my fans may not like it whatever the the, the reasons are i'm like okay cool more for me <laughs> good <laughs> you can take that and you can run with it but i'm i'll take it if you don't want anal give it to me if you don't want the plastic <laughs> give it to me <laughs> more for me <laughs> Uh, so like you've done pretty much everything in the adult industry. Is there anything that you're the most proud of that you've done or accomplished in the industry? Like, like what is your, your, your favorite moment? I think my favorite moment is if I have to say, looking back on my career, my favorite moment was being so diverse and just being so, um, ready and willing to do the 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 things that people 
other adult film actresses chose not to do or or people looked the frown upon and I'm I'm so willing to do it that for me like I said it all goes back to sexual expression and that's how I sexually express myself through sex through so so some people they don't like BBW but guess what I'll jump in and I'll be with the BBW some people don't like transgenders fuck it give it to me I want I want a transgender gangbang you know it's like that's that's for me, that's what makes me appreciate my career and, and that's what makes me proud of who I am is that I'm so willing and lovingly doing things that are different or that are maybe at the time back in the day weren't that accepted that's that that's an amazing answer and you did mention the BBW because I don't see you as a BBW at all and which kind of brings apart another question I have here about the body shaming and porn yeah. like yeah. there is that something that these women like is like my personal favorite of all the uh, quote unquote BBWs is an actress named Samantha 38G yeah very oh, beautiful and what about Sophia Rose? You can't leave my girl Sophia oh, Rose. Of course, of course. She's delish. Of course, but like, do these women take any offense to that, or are they just kind of just there, like, you know what, fuck it, call me whatever you want, just pay me? Yeah, that's how I was. Like, people were like, you know, when I was twenty-eight, they were like, "You're milk," or "You're this," or or I remember at one time they they tried to uh, my girlfriend. I don't know if she said this is a jab, but she's like she almost got hired for BBW and she's like, they want you too. And I was like, I'm game. Call me anything you want. Just pay me, you know? know, This is like really offensive, you know? And like, just some of these things. It's the the times, it's the sign of the times, you know, everything's evolving. Now everything is bigger butts, bigger thighs, bigger tits, bigger ass, bigger this. You know, and it's like the sign of the times, like back in the 70s, it was waif. 80s, 90s, it was skin and bones. Now it's all about curves. It's like 40, 42 plus butt size are what reality kings and bang bros shoot. You know, like they, they look, they don't want to know you if you have a tiny ass. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that's their, their thing. I'm just saying from my experience, that was what I what I would come into contact with. You know, like bag bros and reality kings love big butts. Oh, of course. Who doesn't? Um, I mean, that's a yeah, thing. Being a man. But in 2003, it wasn't that popular when I first started. You know, the thin in, in the 90s and the early 2000s, thin was still in. I remember Jenna Jameson was like the most famous porn star for a very that's long time. And she was exactly. super thin. Yep, exactly. And and then I, I asked my friend who was a producer and I said, you know, what's what's up with all because I'm thick. I've always been thick. I'm a big girl. I'm a curvy girl and I love it and I own it. But, you know, I back in the 2000, early 2000s, I was very ashamed. I was very ashamed. And I go, what the fuck is it with all these skin and bone girls? Why are they always getting hired? And he said, it's because it's easy for the camera to, to, for, you know, like to, uh, for the camera to pick up. So when a guy's penetrating a skinny girl, you can see the dick penetrating better than when she has more meat, you know, more curves. Yeah. That's, that's just such but, a weird thing to say to someone else though. Well, that he, he was explaining to me what, cause I was yeah. like, what the, why is it? You know, cause he loves meaty girls. My friend who is a producer, he loves meaty girls. So he, he's like, he's like us, you know? So he's, he's like down with us, but he always would hire like skinny skin and bone girls. And I'm like, what's up with that? And he's like, it's just the camera and you can visually see it easier. So that's big then. Yeah. Well, have you seen or maybe done yourself any kind of extreme measure to keep up with the uh, quote unquote times in porn? So like when the shift happened from from skinny to thick, did you see women out there like eating more or like getting implants or butt implants just to stay ahead with the times? Because it's a very hard industry to stay on top of if you don't look the way that they want you to look. Yeah, I have seen it. And to me, like for me personally, I was. 
I had eating disorders ever since I was a young girl. So can I say the industry breeds uh, disorder for me? Yes, it has. I, I uh, got hooked on drugs, not because of the industry, because I'm a drug addict. You know, that's, it's just, that's, I was born that way. But it helped to do lots of coke and lots of meth so I won't eat so I can get a little bit thinner for a photo shoot, you know, but that's, but that's me. I'm not saying the industry does that. I'm just saying that's my perception. So that was my fault. It was my problem. You deal with cattiness or, or pettiness from other stars because like once your name started to blow up and you became so famous and, and the, because to me, you're the most famous porn star of all. No, no way. No way. But you know what? Thank God all the women I've come in contact with have been nothing but wonderful ladies. I, I swear, like, I, I've heard some women don't want to work with me because of whatever, or they think I'm crazy or whatever. I don't, I don't care for the, you know, like to me, if you, if you can't hang, that means you ain't tough enough. Of course. And I, and I don't want to know you <laughs> and I don't want to hang out with you. So, so everyone I've come in contact with has been nothing but wonderful people. Thank God. Well, well, that's refreshing because in like any job that you get in America, you're going to deal with that asshole employee. So it's good to yeah. hear that you've only had good experiences. And I think that you're just afraid that you're going to out, outwork them. No, I don't, I don't think it's that. I just think, um, people are like, they probably look at me and respect me because I'm so down to earth and I'm so comforting and, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not uh, intimidating because I'm so loving and so like welcoming. So I feel that I, I got along well with everyone I've come in contact with because I'm really down to earth. I don't think I'm better than I'm not on a high horse. I'm very humble. I'm, I love to treat everyone as equals, if not better. You know, I just I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I want to be kinder. My New Year's resolution, that's for my immediate family. <laughs> um, I could be bitchy to them. But, <laughs> uh, you know, other than that, like, my work ethic is I show up on time. I'm there. I'm, I, my ass is juiced. My pussy is juiced. I'm clean. I'm good to go. My test is current. I'm cordial. I'm ready to, you know, have fun. So, you know, and I don't, I don't push anyone's boundaries. I don't you know, offend anyone or, or try to offend anyone. I try and make everyone feel comfortable. That's kind of where we lost our way. A lot of people don't treat people how they want to be treated. They treat people, you know, how they feel like it. And if they don't get a certain level of respect, they're going to treat them even worse. And you have it figured out and you probably could. And I'm not saying probably could. You definitely could probably demand whatever you want in the industry because of your name value and just the fact that you're such a big star. And it's refreshing to hear that you don't do that because you are very down to earth. I mean, you, you shit, you're yeah. talking to me right now. So you're very down to earth, obviously. I, well, I love you. And, and yeah, you get me hot. So I love you. But, <laughs> but no, in all actuality, I feel, you know, when people are mean, like, like there's a saying, it says hurt people, hurt people. Yep. So they're really hurt and they're insecure so that people are going to be nasty. But, you know, I'm pretty not confident whatsoever, but I'm full of love. So cool. I'm, I'm not a hurt person. So I'm not going to hurt you. Your first couple of scenes, and it, it, it's very hard to, to to go back and find a person's origin in porn because it is like yeah. all you, do is you type in a name, and you see a, a, a plethora of shit that's thrown at you. Yeah. So I don't even know like what your first scene was, but I do know a lot of your scenes, obviously, because I'm a big fan. Uh, in your first couple of scenes, was there any kind of level of awkwardness? And how did you get over that and become the confident star that you became? You know what? There was no awkwardness. Don't forget the nerd. I started when I was 28. So yeah. I've been practicing being a slut since I was like 15, 14, 15, maybe <laughs> even 13. So that's many years in practice. So for me, sex came naturally. So I'm like, you're going to put a camera. When I first, when I first in my very first scene, which is filthy first timers, 34 or something, I don't know. I forgot the number, but anyway, um, I felt like it was, uh, 
the scene, I felt like my first porn scene, I loved it. But I was like, you know what? This feels like a trick that's trying to work me. <laughs> you know, like make me yeah. do all these different positions and all these, you know, and, and it, you know, like I got to fuck for five minutes, reverse cowgirl. Then I had to fuck doggy style for five minutes. Then I had to fuck uh, spoon for five minutes. You know, I'm just throwing these things at you, you know. Sure. So, uh, so it, it felt for me like it was like a trick that was trying to work me and get his money's worth. So I was just like, damn. But then I was like, you know what? This is so much fun because I'm being filmed to be filthy fucking slut, as filthy as I can go. And I'm going to go deep. And I, and it's acceptable because that's where this business, that's what this business is about. Yeah. And, 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 and let me let you in on a little bit of a secret here. So I tried to get into the adult industry and I was 18 years old, right? Oh, really? I, I tried my hardest, but I, I, I just didn't know how to reach out. Yeah. And I tried and, and, and I'm 37 now. So this is 19 years ago. I was 18 years old. And remember like the old VHX or the VHS boxes were like the phone numbers on the back and shit. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I called the, one, one of the phone numbers and someone answered and it was some dude. And I'm like, Hey man, how do I get in the porn industry? And he's like, you know what kid? He's like, you got to get into a couple of gang bangs, get your name out there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's true. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, and like this guy, he had like that sleazy, like New York accent. And I'm like, you know what? Like, what would have happened if I would have taken his advice? You know, like what would have happened? Could I have gotten in there? Could I have been a star? Probably not. Not not with this physique. I don't think it would have worked out very well. Oh, stop it. Why not? <laughs> well, so like, how did you get in? Because like, I know that you were you were like a dancer and, and, and you got in late. But like, what really sealed the deal for you? Okay. This is what happened. I'll tell you. So, I um, was stripping at the time, and I was now. I, I like I said, I'm a, I'm a drug addict, a recovering drug addict. But I've I've always b battled with crystal meth. I I don't. I had just loved crystal meth. So I I was doing it. Stopped doing it for a little bit. Didn't, I, I don't know. I, I thought I was sober, but I was drinking still. So anyway, I, I was like, oh my God, I quit drugs. I'm going to, you know, I want to make amends to everyone. I want to, I don't, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I heard this through movies or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I called up this guy that I met in, in the strip club uh, many years ago. And I was like, you know what? I quit drugs. I want to start doing porn. Like, help me. And he's like, fine. He's like, I know the guy that does Penthouse. So I was like, introduce me to him. We talked on the phone. The guy that ran Penthouse was like, all right, how willing are you to, how willing are you to do this? And I'm like, I'll get on a plane right now. I'm in Vegas. I'll jump to California. I'll come meet you and we'll talk. Like, I will personally jump on a plane right now and to meet you. He's like, let's do it. So I was like, cool. Did it. I jumped on a plane, went to see him. We talked. Of course, I fucked him because I'm just, <laughs> you know, and he's like, I'm going to introduce you to these agents I know. He's like, I only do penthouse. I was like, no, I want to do hardcore porn. And he's like, I was like, I'm made for porn. And he's like, all right, I'm going to introduce you to these agents. And he introduced me to Derek Hay and Mike Sullivan. And <laughs> I, yeah, and I was like, let's do it. And, and they were like, okay. And they were like looking me up and down. And I was like, fuck, this is harder than I thought. What? I was like, and they were like, why do you want to do porn? And I'm like, cause I love fucking and I love pleasing men. And they were like, good answer. Okay. <laughs> and then they were my agents and that's how it came about. They were like, all right, fly to LA, um, stay in LA and you're going to stay in my model house. Derek Hay said, and we'll we'll put you on go sees, and you'll go see is like when you go to the, the companies and they see if they like you. Okay. Or if they could use you, and then he's like, and then you'll go you'll go on go sees, and then we'll go from there. And it was so hard in the beginning because of my body type. I wasn't the waif thin skin and bones girls. So they only hired me for big boob stuff because I had really big boobs at the time. And um, and it was really hard because I was like, you know, I can tricking and strip club was like, that was my game. Like I, I understood that. Like I knew that 
from like the back of my hand. I knew what I was doing with that. And I'm like, why is it so fucking tough? Why I'm too old. None of these companies want to hire me because of my age. I'm like, I could run circles around these 20 year olds, but that wasn't, you know, I had resentment too. I was like with the companies, I was like, why aren't, why aren't they hiring me? I'm like, I'm ready to fuck. I'm born to fuck. Like what's up? And then I understood, you know, then I got really sober and I understood that my resentments was silly because these companies, they, that's their niche, you know, that's their niche. And I wasn't the niche at the time. I wasn't their forte because for what they were shooting. It, it never made sense to me too, because like the whole mill thing and like, I've seen, you know, like adult film stars and they're like sub 35 years old and they're being yeah. cast as mills. And for me, a milf is someone in like their fifties. Yeah. Well, it's now I like, I love it. Like, like I said, I was like, you know what? You can call me whatever you want. Just hire me and pay me and whatever. So milf in porn industry is like anywhere from 25 and up now, I guess. That's insane. 25. That's insane. Well, it's, it's not, but, you know, but really there, there are MILFs that are, you know, MILFs is a mother. They like to fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of girls at 25 have kids. So, you know, I, I just never had, I don't have any children. So when they, when they wanted me as a MILF, I was like, I, I was just understanding and accepting it because of the, my age. Is that something that you regret not having children? No. I'm okay. a self-centered bitch. <laughs> no. No, that's extremely yeah. fair. Yeah, I'm no, I love people that have children and family is really important. My mother, my niece, my sisters, my dad passed, you know, but everything is really family is really important to me, but personally I'm not one for kids. Oh, well, a, a lot of people aren't, and a lot of people have a lot of kids that they shouldn't have. So, I mean, it, it, it's very good, and, and it's um, it's just fair to not have them if you don't want them or have a need for them. Because a lot of people out there just have them for whatever reason, and they just don't take care of them. So, I appreciate your answer. It's very honest. Yeah. But I know, like, and, and you, know, you know what sucks? It's like we've gone about 45 minutes now, and oh, my goodness. It's like we've been talking for two seconds, it feels like. <laughs> And it goes so quick. We always get on it. We always get on it, huh? Oh my goodness, yeah. So, like, like I'm just gonna ask you a couple more questions, if you don't mind, just like really quick no, ones. Anything oh. for you? Fuck time. Fuck time. <laughs> All right, ask away, baby. How do you wind down from a scene? Because you get very worked up. You, you, you yeah. get very, very. Yeah, yeah, like, like, what do you do after a scene? Like, how do you calm down? I don't. I'm like that. I'm even more elated and more excited after I'm done fucking and the scene came out great, you know, because it's like you're it's like a championship and you won the game and it's just like, yay. And because, you know, I feel that everyone on that set, we're all a team. You know, it's not there's no I, there's no me, there's it, we're all a team. And it's like, I feel like we all accomplished something wonderful. So I'm so excited and so happy. Well, they have a thing called like a runner's high for people that like jog or whatever, <laughs> like to do these marathons. And, yeah. and I call it a podcasting high because after a really good show with someone that you enjoyed, especially after talking with you, as soon as we get off of this, I'm going to have this high where you just feel good about doing a good job. Have you yeah. ever had that flip side where you didn't feel so great? Like maybe, hey, this scene didn't work out? No, because you know what? I have, I'm always having fun. So I, I can't recall ever being on a scene where I was like, oh man, that sucked. I, I don't think so. I mean, I had to have, because I, I remember the feeling at one time, but Nothing that stands out. I can't recall. Well, the thing is, is like you're a very high level performer. So I feel like there's a term out there that a lot of wrestlers use where they carry people like a very high level performer will carry like a they call them green, like new people. So I guess like you can pretty much carry anybody to a good scene if they're like a new performer, like, oh, my God, I'm working with Ava Devine, my first scene. You could probably make anybody good at this point. I think you've ascended to that level. But you know what? No, it's it's I, I it's. Honest to God, it's nothing to do with me. It's the team effort that is put in that that 
makes it. Because, you know, it's, it's, I, I honestly don't think it's me. I think it's just the team effort and that feeling of camaraderie. And it's like, we're in this together. You know, I think that's, that's the vibe that comes off. I don't think it's me personally. I think it's just that vibe I put off that it's like, well, you know, the director, hey, what do you need from us? You know, uh, the cameraman, okay, let's smile. And, and you know, oh, the hair, my, his hair is in the way or her hair is in the way. Let me pull it out for you so you can get her face. You know, it's like we all work together and with each other. Oh, for sure. And I guess that's where like me being just a watcher of porn is very naive. And a lot of people listening are very naive. And that's why you're giving us this education is because like you only think about a man and a, and a woman or a man or whoever else is having sex in the scene and one person filming it. You don't understand that there's this whole team behind it. Totally. There is a PA, there's a personal assistant, there's the cameraman that takes all the snapshots and all the pictures. There's the people that put up the equipment, the lighting and all that. And, and, and the makeup artist who's like the most amazing person too, because like she gets us all dolled up and um, just everyone, everyone has such a big part in the, like anyone, even like the delivery guy for food, you know, like whatever, they, they all have such a big part in, in the scene. How do you handle people that freak out when they meet you for the first time? So like you're on a, on like a scene and someone's like, Oh my God, Ava Divine. And like, like how do you make them feel at ease? Cause they're freaking out obviously. Cause it's like meeting Michael Jordan, you know, no, like, you know it, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. It, it only happened when I was in the game and I flew to London, there was a lot of, a lot of guys that were like, Oh my God, you're like Tom Cruise. This is like meeting Tom Cruise. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, for me, it's, like, even my sister, We I went to the airport one day with my younger sister, and we were there, and, and the, I don't know, all these fans were there, and they were freaking out, and they were taking pictures with me, and they were just loving on me and screaming me my name, and she's like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I don't know, and she's like, do they realize how goofy you are? They're like, they don't even know what a goofball you are, <laughs> you know, because, like, she sees me as her goofball sister, and, you know, so it's like, and, and these guys are like going crazy for me. And it's just, to me, I am so grateful because really, if it weren't for my fans, I'd be just another slut at a, an adult bookstore blowing guys and getting dirty. That's it. I'd be, you know, and, and oh, it's like for all my fans that, you know, I would be nothing without them. So I'm forever grateful. So if, if whoever I meet and they freak out or whatever, I just hug them, let them feel me up grab their cock and calm them down <laughs> that's gotta be a fucking badge of honor hey hey she grabbed my dick <laughs> yeah no that's a good way to calm someone down yeah yeah i mean like you're grabbing someone yeah yeah that's pretty much a, a lot yeah. like a good way to put any flame out i guess but right it totally breaks the ice fondle their balls and grab their cock it totally breaks any ice let me ask you just, just a couple more questions. And it, it, it sucks because like time is my worst enemy and being a podcaster, time is your worst enemy because it goes so fast when you're talking to someone that you really do enjoy. And I really do enjoy you. And you were the first person to come on twice on this show. Normally I, I only talk to so people once. fucking honored the nerd. I am so fucking honored. And you know what? I, I, I'm kind of like trying not to make you ask me all these questions because I want to come back on. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to wear up my welcome mat. There, that will never happen. There's a million questions I have to ask you, but there's only like maybe like two, two, two to three more that I really do want to ask you because like these are questions okay. that were sent in from people that weren't asked last time. Love it. Okay. Go. So like go. these aren't from me. These are from listeners. So I do want to get these out there because they matter. Like we they we love fans. Matter. Yeah. If it was there, it's just for them. We're doing this. Of course. Them. Well. I mean, like, part of this is selfish because I only interview people that I like. So, of course, I reached out because I really do enjoy you. So, this is I, selfish. Uh, it, it is, we're both being selfish, but at the same time, we're being of service. Like, of that's, that's what it's all about. In the grand scheme of things, we're being of service. You got that right. Now, this is, this is the question. Um, uh, which mainstream celebrity would you most want to perform an adult scene with? I don't know. You know, you're going to laugh. I don't even know if you remember who this is, but I think 
I think this is the only person that comes to mind for me right now is Adrian Brody. Oh, I know him. He was yeah. in a movie with uh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart years back. It was like a teeny bopper movie, I think. I don't know. But I just remember in the summer of Sam, he mm-hmm. woke up in his British underwears. That he, he was a punk rocker. And he woke up in his underwear. And for some reason, I don't know if his bulge was big or if I thought his bulge <laughs> was big. I don't know. But I was like, I'd fuck him. I'd fuck that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and ever since I've had like a kind of a star crush on him. So I, yeah, it would be Adrian Brody, and he's a great actor. I love his acting. Very good. He kind of fell off the map for a little bit. He Mine would be Rachel Ray. Who? Rachel Ray. The chef. I don't know. I've always loved that woman. I don't know why. She's hot. She is. Thank you. You see, I. This is why we get along so well. Yeah, exactly. We love that shit. That yeah, I love her. I think she's hot. Uh, here we go. Here's our next one. Uh, what is your hidden talent, non-sexual related? Like, do you play guitar? Is there anything non-sexual? Like, what is your hidden talent that no one would ever know about you? Okay, so I I don't know if this is a good one, but I'm very. Uh, empathetic my empathy is just unbelievable and it's where I can talk to people and they could be doctors they could be whatever and I can I'm emotionally um I have a high emotional IQ okay so it's like I can talk to people about feelings and I can get them to open up so I feel like that's a hidden talent I, I don't play guitar or anything fancy, or uh, I kind of can dance, but really, I think I have a very high emotional IQ where I can get people to open up to me. And and for me, that uh, that's a gift. I think so too. I think it's very useful because like you can use that to help people, and with your platform, you could really help people. Yeah, and like when I go, like I I could be a great conversationalist when I go out. I'm I'm not educated. I'm not. Uh, fluent in many foreign languages. I'm not and like anything, but but when I get around people, I can talk about feelings and you know and and it just breaks the ice and it's like um it just breaks all barriers and you know like I can talk to doctors about so what did you you know oh I I operated on blah 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 and I'm like I have no clue what they're talking about but I'm like how do you feel you know do you love being a star you, you know, and I can break that down, that barrier, of, and that's like the communication of all is through love and sex and, you know, and emotions and feelings. So that's that's my answer to that question. I, I, I think that's a beautiful answer because, like, is we need to, uh, like, like, Oh, oh my God, that was unbelievable. But the thing is, like, I really think that people need to understand what other people are feeling and uh, yeah. just and, and just help each other, you know? It's and, important, yeah. Yeah, it's something that we really do lack in society now is empathy for others. And the fact that you said that is great. And the fact that you are like a big time celebrity and you have a huge following, you can really help people, which kind of leads me to my last so question. I don't even think of that myself like that. But all right, tell me the nerd. What, what's the, what's the last question? Well, well, I mean, like, be, be, before I get to the last question, I, I count. So, how do you see yourself as far as like your career goes? Because like you really are, and in in you're very like, you know, cool about it. Like you know, like you you, you, you kind of take it on the chin. Like, oh, I'm a big star, but I'm not gonna, you know, just no. You need to own that. You're a big star. You are huge. You're massive. How do you well, keep yourself grounded? I know, but you know what? I I feel like you don't ever, or I don't ever want to think I'm somebody I'm not. Like for me, I'm just, and and I don't, not saying I'm going to be a martyr and and say, oh, and low, low self-esteem, but I'm, I just like to say, I'm right size. I'm right size. I'm not too good and I'm not too piece of shit. I'm right size. You're very honest. Yeah. All right, so here's the last question. Where do you see yourself after your 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 porn career ends? That's a really tough question. Um, 
helping helping people either maybe maybe doing drug and alcohol counseling or therapy or some some type of psychology. That's perfect. Yeah, because I, I really love being of service and helping others and and you know and I've I have a gift from my higher power that I'm sober. I am uh, stable and and I've been through the ringer so I can help with my experience, strength and hope. I think the fact that you've had those life experiences and the fact that you've been through it, you've lived it and you are a successful human being will give you that platform later in life that people will pay attention to. And I think you will be able to help out everybody that reaches out to you or that you reach out to. And I really do see a bright future ahead for you because you really do have a good head of your shoulders. And I really do appreciate the fact that you came on a second time to bring in the new year because like you really were and are the biggest guests we've had so far. And people really did reach out and they were like, holy shit, great episode. And the numbers are still going up. Like you've been number one on our little list for like most popular episodes each month since we talked. And it's just like, holy shit. I love it. We're, were we filthy enough? Were, did we go? Did we get nasty enough, the nerd? <laughs> I, I I guess we'll find out when the comments yeah. start rolling in again. But I'm yeah. sure everyone is happy. Okay, good. And then we'll, we can say filthier for next time because hopefully there will be a next time. Oh my God! I, I you know what? It's 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 completely up to you. The door is always open. Uh, we have each other's information. So whenever you yeah. want to pop on, let me know, please, and I'll make it happen. And yeah. Everything that you do is great, and I do want to give you this opportunity to plug all your stuff. And I'm going to post the links like I did last time in the okay. podcast description. Great. You're so sweet. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you for everyone for listening and participating in this fabulous interview. Okay, um, my Instagram is at the Ava underscore divine, D-E-V-I-N-E. My Twitter is at one. Ava Divine, and um, you can find me on OnlyFans.com slash Ava Divine for my latest and greatest content and to interact with me. And I do live shows. Mm. Yes. Do you take requests? Yes. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> and, and if you want to email me, it's Ava Divine Triple X at gmail.com. And the really cool thing about that is it's actually you responding, not some like worker or assistant or something like that. It's really you. So fans can actually talk to the real Ava Divine. Yeah, because I don't think anyone wants to be my assistant or or help me because I'm so filthy that they're like they freak out. Like I've tried. I've had people try like my I had an assistant when I was you know in the game and she was like oh my god these guys are saying and I'm like oh my god I love it I'm like send them to me send the emails to me I'll, I'll write back to them <laughs> you are truly one of a kind and from you know everybody that's reached out to me I, I just want to say thank you for coming back because this has been a true blessing been a great year and I'm looking forward to next year and all the good things we're going to do as good people because we're going to be good people. We That's already said we're going to at the top of the show. We're going to be kinder. So that means more pussy licking, more blowjobs, more making out, more thank yous after we come or after they come and uh, <laughs> opening the door for people. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Voices of Misery podcast. One last time, I just want to say thank you to the, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Ava Devine. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's talk soon, the nerd. Oh, of course. I'm counting on it. You have a good night. All right. You too, babes. Bye. All righty. All right. Just wrap the interview with Ava Devine. And um, I just wanted to say what a hell of a human being. Uh, very cool. Very open. And the second time was just as good as the first time, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to take a second here just to say that if you guys did like this episode, because this one's going to get a lot of attention, just like the previous one we did. Um, you know, if, if you guys like what you heard, uh, please hit that, t- that uh, subscribe button wherever you uh, are listening to this right now. If it's YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're a Podbean or um, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to this podcast, hit subscribe, like, share, you know, uh, listen to other episodes. Because if you guys like this, you're going to like all of our other ones, man. We have some really good content out there. There's a lot of other adult entertainers I've interviewed. 
Um, we've interviewed people in the professor in a professional wrestling, uh, actors, and my wife and I, we have a regular show where we just kind of sit back and shoot the shit about life and talk about everything and anything under the sun. There's really no topic off limits or anything. So we're just trying to, you know, get the, uh, the podcast out there. And at the end of the day, it's all about growth. And we appreciate you, you know, taking the time out to listen to this today. And I hope you new listeners will hit the subscribe button and continue to listen and support the Voices of Misery podcast. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitter page at Voices of Misery. Um, yeah, you'll, you'll you'll be seeing a lot more of that because there's going to be a lot of retweetings, a lot of craziness like last time. But you can also find us uh, pretty much anywhere, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. It's Voices of Misery. It's very easy. Just type it in Google. All of our shit will pop up. Very simple to find. Um, just like everything on the internet now, very easy. But I just want to say thank you once again for listening to this episode. And please hit that subscribe button. Can't stress it enough. And share, please. It's a really fun interview. And I enjoy doing what I'm doing. You guys have a good one. Thank you. Hey, everyone. This is Stevie Richards. When I'm not doing Stevie Richards Fitness, well, actually, when I am doing Stevie Richards Fitness Resistance Band Training Programs, I like to listen to my friends on the Voices of Misery podcast. They talk about literally everything and anything some stuff that might offend you so if you're not easily offended don't subscribe because they say whatever is on their minds is actually actually subscribe subscribe anyway you might learn something and check them out anywhere you can download and listen to your favorite podcast and of course check them out at voicesofmisery.podbean.com